Welcome to Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. What kind of intro was that? <laughs> An oh, impregnable it? one. <laughs> where, where are the interjections? Where's the panache? Well, you can interject right here. I am Alan and joined by Brent. Hi. There you go. <laughs> and Ski. Hello, friends. We're going to be going over Season 4, Episode 5, Bang the Drum, Stanley. Uh, going to be doing our normal format today. Back to Ski doing the recap and us all giving our MVPs and... Rating out of eight slices of cheesecake as we continue on our journey here. And if you're extra special, a bonus Alf Landon deep dive. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you I think have not that prepared any, any material. So. You, you think your Alf Landon deep dive would be deeper than mine? <laughs> like you have more Alf Landon that you want to bring to the people? If they were extra special, we just get to that point. It's like, yeah, you weren't special enough. Oh. I thought that you were trying to like promote this uh, Patreon idea again. <laughs> so you're <laughs> like, if you're extra special for five dollars a month, <laughs> you'll get a deeper outland and deep dive. <laughs> well, I mean, what could he give? What for, could, what could he months. offer that would be more enticing than that, Alan? Five bucks a month. I'll email you a Wikipedia link. <laughs> that's, are, that's you, a personal touch. You are not enticing potential. <laughs> there is nothing about me that's enticing. Uh, I don't know. Your sense See, of humor is. Clint. <laughs> Your sense of humor is quite enticing, I'd say. Cool. And we're in audio format. <laughs> and, and you're reticent when it comes to showing your face, which is not a bad face, but yeah. uh, apparently you think you're wanted by spies or something. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I did want to mention one little, uh, one little social media thing that we had recently yeah. and before we kick off the episode. <laughs> I had made a post mm -hmm. with a picture of like a Golden Girls uh, planner okay. um, that I had seen online. Mm -hmm. And in my post, I said, uh, this is on Twitter, I should say. I said, let's check my planner for today's task list. One, watch an episode of the Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. Two, listen to an episode of Sophia's Choice Podcast. Mm -hmm. Three, send good thoughts to Betty White. Mm -hmm. And four, repeat steps one through three. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then another Golden Girls podcast, Enough Wicker, they they retweeted it. And they have a much larger Twitter following than mm -hmm. us. Yes. Um and they said, the list, the list, you found my list. Mm. Um, to which I replied that uh, I think their list would probably be more intellectual mm -hmm. and have fewer ninth-rate podcasts on it. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> but I thought it was nice that, uh, you know, another podcast uh, gave us a little shout-out on their much cool. more popular Twitter yeah. feed. Okay. <laughs> would would you have been happier if they did that or started a beef? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think yeah. we'll see an uptick in daily listeners because of that uh, it's possible it just happened a, a couple of days ago so we, we have in our mm -hmm. current present had a, an unusual uptick <laughs> but it was after um at least that uptick started after um or prior excuse me prior to that tweet gotcha um, okay but uh i don't know if we had to start you know sending our legal royalties <laughs> <yeah>. that way <laughs> we're still a, a lot of upticks away from royalties <laughs> <laughs> That's what you keep telling us, but you ain't showing us the books. <laughs> well, here, this is my books right here. This is, has words about Golden Girls and no dollar signs. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and, and last I checked, your contract doesn't mention that I have to show you the financials of the business. <laughs> so if you have a problem with that, you need to discuss with your union rep the next time negotiations come up. <laughs> <laughs> they told me I was only allowed to have one clause in my contract. <laughs> and so I decided to skip that one and include the clause that we start at 7 o'clock sharp. <laughs> hey, we were both uh, ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody's been really good lately. Mm -hmm. well, when we, he says that, he means me, folks. <laughs> uh, I, I, I live at our podcast location. So if I'm late, then there's really something wrong. <laughs> If ski's late, then there's really something delicious at a restaurant nearby. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey now. In my defense, sometimes I'm just putting off all the work until the end. Oh, okay. That's true. <laughs> and sometimes he does have a third cousin or a neighbor's friend mm -hmm. that needs, <laughs> help, needs help. Yeah. <laughs> or a school project that needs done. So. Mm -hmm. That's happened more than once. <laughs> <laughs> I won't but lie. In fairness, though, those things have been uh, very uh, few and far between, I would mm -hmm. say, over the last... Uh, yeah. You know, several months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, Oof yes. Stuff. So, again, so today, season four, episode five, Bang the Drum, Stanley, and mm -hmm. Ski, you can take it away when you're ready. Question to both of you, if you, if you may or may not know. Uh, do you know if the title is a reference to something in this case? What is it? Just Bang, Bang the, the Drum, drum Stanley. Stanley. I don't know. 
Yeah, it didn't ring a bell to me. I didn't look any further into it. So yeah. if it is a reference, then I don't know what it is. I, I didn't either. I normally I'll try. To look oh, it up. it's. I think did they bang the drum slowly because the mighty Casey had struck out? Oh, it could be. Um, they did go to a baseball game. Yeah. So yeah. So maybe that's where it's from. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. a good thought. Yeah. yeah. All right. Season four, episode five, "Bang the Drum." Stanley originally aired on November twelfth, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, written again by Robert Bruce and Martin Weiss. I think the last one was too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and directed by Terry Hughes. I believe that one was also same as last episode. <laughs> right. I think you're right. <laughs> and many, many before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we open the living room. Sophia is looking at a photo album. When uh, Dorothy walks in, uh, they start looking at a few pics and Dor- of Dorothy as a child and how cute she was. Uh, but Sophia comments that at her 15-year-old photo, uh, it was the beginning of the end. Right. Now, before getting into this too much, mm-hmm. I want to call s- some out from uh, two episodes ago where Sophia states that, you know, in Sicily, they, you know, protected the good-looking kids right. and made sure they held to it. But here, you know, and, she, and in that episode, she also did insult her daughter yet again on her mm-hmm. appearance. But here she's talking about how adorable she was as a child, and I, I don't see any evidence that the Sicilian group held Dorothy to uh, account at okay. staying beautiful. Well, let's, let's though, you know, not to parse words too much, but adorable and beautiful aren't the same thing. That is true. There are a lot of things that are adorable that... Uh, you think she just means, like, uh, young adult sexy style, or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd say, like, you know, a... Um, trying to think like a, a pound puppy is adorable but a brat's doll is beautiful you know, <laughs> so, I don't know. brent looks confused <laughs> so I, he disagrees I, he likes the classic beauty of barbie <laughs> well see i was debating she's got on the a car, different she's got the house she's an astronaut right you can't top that well, I, I was debating on, like, making a joke where I was like, oh, you know how, like, a lot of times really tiny things are adorable, and then, you know, there are certain aspects I could go on with that joke, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go that direction. Um, <laughs> are you talking about wieners or boobies? I was talking about wieners, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I could have directed it in one of two directions, because oh, I'm God. not going back on myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I chose not to go that route, and so then I felt like I had to, you know, make an audible, mm-hmm. and it didn't turn out great but that's that's how it goes sometimes they can't all be gems right <laughs> that's right Jim, <laughs> another toy from the 80s mm-hmm. <laughs> were there Jim and the hologram toys there surely there was i guess i would imagine yeah, yeah. anyway i think it was like a little like the rainbow bright oh, okay style <clears throat> or maybe she-ra type uh action yeah. figures mm-hmm. did you watch the trailer for the new he-man i i have not yet i'm really excited about the show it looks really well animated mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't actually watched the the trailer. It's funny because I loved He-Man growing mm-hmm. up, like by far my favorite cartoon, and still a, one that has a very um, big. You s- own the whole series, right? Mm-hmm. On yeah. DVD. And, and uh, Liam and I have watched a lot of it together. Joey and I have watched a lot of it together. Definitely still holds a strong place in my heart. But I have never watched any of the subsequent series. You mm-hmm. know, like I think there's been four or five other mm-hmm. iterations like of He-Man. Type stuff. Yeah, and and some of them I've heard are pretty Re-booty. good. But. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've never gotten around to any of the others. So, I but I definitely either. am going to see this one. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now. Granted, the other ones would have all been at a time when probably pre DVR and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So it would have been more of a challenge mm-hmm. to well. To and see then a them. lot of them you didn't have kids, right? Well, right. But so. it's like you know, I, I love He Man enough now that I don't care if the boys watch it with me. I, maybe I'm <laughs> at an age where I'm more nostalgic than I was. Well, I'm just saying, with kids, you're probably more prone to watch cartoons or something. Yeah, or that's seek true. them out. Mm-hmm. Maybe share what you liked as a kid. Fair enough. So, but uh, anyway, so Dorothy was a cute baby, and then of course Sophia insults her as she gets older. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche and Rose enter uh, the front door, and Dorothy asks uh, how the auditions went. Uh, Rose tells him that you know everyone was bad, and uh, you know Dorothy should have tried out also because she you know probably could have got a part. Right. Uh, little backhanded compliment there. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a relatively decent backhanded compliment. <laughs> it gets worse. Uh, Blanche acts <laughs> as if this is a preposterous idea. She points out that you know they're doing cats and the actors need to be agile, graceful, and sensual. <laughs> 
and Dorothy snaps back saying that, you know, she just can't compete with Blanche uh, as many of her best performances have been in back alleys. Yeah, I thought that that was a, a decent burn from Dorothy, but I thought the Blanche's follow-up of calling <laughs> out the person who may have revealed that her back alley <laughs> escapades was actually better than the insult itself. Yeah, she, she says, you know, at first I asked the defendant saying, yeah, have you been talking to Ed Tyler? Mm-hmm. And then she, uh, she says, he has a big mouth. And realizing what she had just said, she uh, turns and says she needs to give him a call. Right. Uh, Rose laughs and walks out uh, to the back saying that Blanche is you know, quite a character. And then, quote, she's also a chief slut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that line as well. Uh, the doorbell rings and Dorothy answers it to see Stan and is immediately upset by this. Uh, he kind of lets himself in and uh, tells her that he was just driving around listening to a Dodgers game and wanted to go see a ball game. Have either of you ever walked into a house with people that know you or even people that don't mm-hmm. um, and been like, hi, it's me, Brent. Or, hi. <laughs> yeah, he did say, hi, it's me, Stan. I think that's how to he someone always he introduces was married to for 30 years, right? right? And, and he's been to that house many times. I mean, this is already, I think, his 10th episode on the Golden Girls. So <laughs> he's been there plenty of times. Um, but yeah, I think it's always funny that he... When, when coming to someplace in person where they can see his face. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that kind of maybe on the phone. Mm-hmm. But clearly, <laughs> who is she? Is she going to forget that? <laughs> right. Who are you again, sir? Are you here for someone else? <laughs> but yeah, he says he wants to go see a, a, a ball game. Dorothy tells him that, well, if you leave now, you, know, you can get to Dodger Stadium in five days. <laughs> I bet that would be quite a drive. Yeah, yeah, from Miami all the way over to California, so. Uh, he starts to uh, reminisce about taking her to Ebbets Field in Brooklyn and uh, making out with her uh, between innings while kind of sitting down on the couch and cuddling up against her. Dorothy kind of turns to him. At first, she's kind of nuzzling in there, but then she says, you never took me to Ebbets Field, <laughs> and then kind of yells at him. Uh, Stan tries to kind of cover this by saying that, oh, it must have been uh, one of the guys from work. Yeah, I thought that was funny, but I am not – and I. I don't think Brent is a particularly big person when it comes to TBA or uh, P, P, PDA. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what the other letters would have been, but uh, public displays of affection. I'm not a big, you know, like I, I've just never been that kind of person who's like, mm-hmm. you know, real. Uh, yeah. Now, Ski is a little more on PDA um, mm-hmm. than than either of us. Yeah. But still, don't you feel like you'd be kind of annoyed if you were at a baseball game mm-hmm. or, or a sporting event mm-hmm. of any kind? And there were just people making out hardcore in between. <laughs> and either would you seem, be like, oh, they seem inappropriate. Do they have prizes for their kiss cam? Um, no, because this would have been back in the 80s. They probably didn't have a kiss. Well, probably before even that. Probably back in the 70s, maybe 60s. That had been no, before maybe. Jumbotron style. Yeah, it was also, also you know, before Miami even had a baseball team. <laughs> that well, is right, true. But, but I think Ebbets Field, wouldn't that have probably been That's, in yeah, uh, New Brooklyn. York? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Brooklyn uh, Dodgers gotcha. at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. But, I mean, aren't... Which baseball game are they currently at now? Uh, well, I'm assuming they're just at a local, uh, like a AAA type uh, uh, baseball gotcha. game. That'd be my assumption anyway. Okay. By that. And so you're cutting down. You say, I, I kiss on Nicole too much. Is that what you're getting at? No, I'm just saying that you show more public Grab her booty of too it. much? No. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up on the podcast, but. It's out there now. <laughs> I pray my daughter doesn't listen to this because there's been a lot of things I've said that were bad. Yeah. That's probably the least offensive. And that's the thing that she knows. It's not like <laughs> <laughs> she sees it with her own eyes. I don't really grab I, Nicole's butt in front of Alexis. I hope she doesn't see with her own eyes the other stuff you've <laughs> talked about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if so, then you know, God know, help us might all. need to get Camden out of there now. <laughs> but. I realize that. Oh, yeah. So he says it was a guy from work uh, that he was, I guess, making out with between innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then comes clean that you know he has three tickets to today's game and just couldn't find anyone to go with him and kind of sadly says that I guess I just don't have a lot of friends. Sophia, though, pipes in and said, who are you kidding? You don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, she says that she'll go with him. Uh, he then turns to Dorothy, kind of like, how about you? And she says she can't think of anything she'd, do, she'd like to do less. Uh, seeing his opportunity, he says, you know, you want to go to bed with me? And she responds, take me to the ball game. <laughs> I don't think that it was something where she had to pick one or the other. <laughs> so <laughs> I think if there's nothing you'd re- least want to do or want to do less, then you wouldn't have to be like, well, I guess I have to pick one of these two horrible <laughs> options. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Impregnable in logic. You've yeah. got me. <laughs> poke in the eye or <laughs> whatever the second one was. What's the second one? 
poke between a poke in the eye, yeah, a punch in the wiener. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What I would the, always take the poke in the eye. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how strong the person's upper body looks. Because <laughs> yeah, it's not a Kill Bill eyeball rip out. <laughs> <Okay. I think. laughs> oh, but they all head out. Uh, next scene, uh, we see them kind of lumbering up to the receipts. Dorothy, who is out of breath, comments about uh, how high they are up. Stan says that games are meant to be enjoyed from the bleachers in uh, you know small parts or parks uh, with real grass. Mm-hmm. He then says you know he hates artificial turf, but Sophia again zings in, uh, saying that never stopped you from wearing it on your head. Right. Which I think was probably my favorite line. I like that. That was, was a good one. Very well timed. It was my favorite, but it was a good one. So speaking of uh, Kill Bill, Brent, have you finished off uh, Jackie Brown yet? A couple weeks ago, <laughs> you were saying you're making it through Quentin Tarantino's. You know, it's, it's still outstanding. Uh-huh. Um, it's the last one on the list. Okay, well, maybe by next week, maybe by episode six, you'll be able to I let give, us know if Jackie Brown still holds the top spot. I give you know our listeners my solemn oath: <laughs> I will finish Jackie Brown before other people finish the Black Hole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <coughs> I like give my John. solemn oath that Brent is probably right. <laughs> <laughs> we very nearly watched it that one night. Though. Yeah, we came very close. Nearly. <laughs> we had it pulled up and everything. Didn't we? <laughs> well, I think we had it pulled up and like. Uh, so I, I sometimes after the podcast, I'll stay over and mm-hmm. hang out with Alan and mm-hmm. uh, his wife, and my wife comes over too. And we were staying late one night, and uh, Sherry and, and Nicole were talking about something else, and we pulled up Black Hole to watch it, mm-hmm. and I think. They wanted, like, Taco Bell or something, and so we went to go get it, mm-hmm. which completely derailed our chances mm-hmm. of watching it. I don't think we even pulled it up, but I, I do know that did. I think we didn't even discuss it until after bringing back the, the Taco Bell, and it was, like, 2 a.m. already. Uh, and so s- I think it was like, yeah, probably not the night to get into yeah. a – I don't know exactly how long it is, but say somewhere between 90 minutes and two hours, I would imagine. Yeah. Don't so. want to start committing to something around <laughs> right. the two o'clock mark. Yeah, I want to be fresh when I see it since I've gotten such uh, glowing recommendations from Brent and Numi. Cool. So. Uh, but so, yeah, she uh, zings him about the uh, the rag on his head. He brushes off her comments saying, you know, I'm, too, I'm in too good of a mood to be bothered and asks Dorothy how she's doing. Uh, she tells him that it must be her lucky day because uh, normally she has to sit next to a fat, sweaty man that insists on taking off his shirt. Mm-hmm. Of course, as she's saying this, a large man takes off his uh, overshirt. He still has a T-shirt on at least, All right. and sits down right beside her, which I noticed. And maybe that's the, the the seat he bought or something. Sure. But there's like four or five seats beyond that, <laughs> not next to Dorothy, that he could have picked. Well, I'm sure all of his other shirtless, fat, hairy, um, sweaty men were on their way up to sit. So Probably, he, yeah. He needed to stick to his assigned seat. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Stan checks on uh, Dorothy again, asking if you know you want a hot dog, a sun visor, a little. Seat cushion for, you know, the bleacher seat. Mm-hmm. Dorothy at this point calls him out and asks, you know, why are we really here? You know, Stan again says he'll level with her and admits that, you know, he wanted to discuss something a little bit later in the game. Uh, but uh, he's been having some business woes, which basically equals out to the fact that he's bankrupt and he just needs a uh, short-term loan from them to kind of make ends meet till the end of the month. All right. Uh, angry at this, Dorothy stands up and insists, you know, to her mother that they leave now. Sophia says, you know, I want to at least see one at bat. Uh, just then, we hear a crack, and uh, people, you know, in their area stand up. Stan said, "I've got it! I've got it!" I think Sophia even says, "What a hit!" Yeah. We see a ball fly straight at Sophia, nipping her in the top of the head, which we'll discuss uh, here in a second. Mm. Dorothy asks if she's okay, and Sophia says back, "Fine, fine." Only next time, Salvador, either we start lower on the bed or remove the headboard. <laughs> she then passes out on Dorothy's. I think that actually is my favorite line. Yeah, that was pretty great that Mine she too. was uh, yeah, mistaking it for a time that Sal <laughs> got a little too rigorous near the headboard. <laughs> but uh, At least Sal was uh, gentlemanly enough to ask if she was all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, Did he finish before he asked? Well, I guess, yeah, that's true. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, as, as far, though, as like the... Uh, like the if he stopped and asked, gentleman. <laughs> if he finished and asked, jerk. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, what if... Yeah, never mind. I'm not going to give her that. <laughs> I'm going to try to play the gentleman for a change. <laughs> um, but the uh, scene where she get got hit with the ball, uh, what are you guys' take on that, how realistic it was? 
I had to watch it like three times to see if the ball actually looked like it hit her or not because at first it looked like it just went over her head. I thought that too. Um, I mean, I guess after a couple viewings, it kind of looks like it glances off of her. But It would have had to hit her right on the top of the head and like barely, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how they did it. Yeah. But, you know, that's the magic of movies, though, <laughs> and TV. <laughs> exactly. So I, I was able to suspend my disbelief enough to be like, all oh, right, yeah. sure. It, it grazed her hair. That could have caused a concussion. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, but regardless of, you know, how she got hit, I think it the follow-up. PTSD flashback. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't even actually that she got hit. It was just that she got <laughs> so scared by it that she was thrown back in time to. Exactly. It seems like a, a happy memory of sorts, though. <laughs> Getting your head banged against the wall. <laughs> Boy, I, I don't know. I don't want to ask Nicole about her happy memories now. <laughs> exactly. She's like, oh, same as Ski, you know, giving him a pounding. <laughs> uh, we change scenes, and we see Sophia in a hospital bed now, uh, and Dorothy kind of looking over her. Uh, then Rose and Blanche walk in in full cat suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy is a bit shocked by this because uh, she hadn't seen him in their outfits yet for the play. But Blanche explains that they had rushed over from play rehearsal. Uh, Rose asks how she and uh, how she is. Did Sophia yell "medic" when she saw him? Not yet. Okay, it's coming up. Sorry, guys. Spoiler mm-hmm. there. Well, I think at this point they run in and Sophia is still unconscious. Yeah, gotcha. So Rose asks how she's doing, and Dorothy tells her that you know she's okay but needs to rest right now. Stan, you know, sitting in the back, chimes in saying she's a tough girl. Uh, Rose continues that uh, she knew she'd be all right. Citing a similar injury, she had once uh, received playing a game of Go Wackanagan. Mm-hmm. Dorothy, you know, kind of like out loud considers her options for a moment and then says, you yeah, know, what the heck, and asks what that means. Rose explains that it's a similar game to baseball, but you knock yourself in the head. Uh, if you're still conscious after 10 whacks, you take first base. I don't see how that's at all similar to baseball. I mean, other than maybe you use a baseball diamond, but it sounds like nothing else. There's no ball that it sounds like it's involved maybe in the process. Maybe your skull is the ball. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, you hit things with a bat and there's a diamond, but I think like to call it. Yeah. Well, she didn't even say a bat. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you just say hit yourself in the head ten times, but uh, yeah, God willing, it wasn't with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> she does say, however, that games are relatively low scoring. Yeah. Maybe a lot of concussions or deaths. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Blanche suggests that uh, she and Rose go get some coffee and maybe scout out some cute doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, just at that moment, uh, Sophia's doctor enters, and Dorothy immediately says that he's married. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, bye. Uh, Don't you think that Richard Mulligan should have been the doctor? That would have been funny, mm-hmm. especially considering the little cameo we get near the end. Yeah, like if they're paying him to be there anyways. <laughs> right. Give him a few more lines. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, well, he's not in this episode, but we get a different cameo near the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says a pediatrician in the last episode. Oh, that's well, yeah, true. But he could just be like, he's a doctor in the hospital. He's like, hey, I was talking to your doctor, and that's you're going to be fine. That's true. Uh, after the exit, though, uh, he uh, turns to Dorothy and asks if they are there at the hospital for a CAT scan. <laughs> he, uh, he that was one of my him. favorite dad jokes they've had on this so far. <laughs> he laughs at himself quite a bit. It had a pretty... Uh, yeah, I know they probably use laugh track, but uh, they had a very good roaring laugh for that one. I don't know if they use a laugh track, but they have well, a, sign a sign that yeah. tells them, yeah. Applause. Mm-hmm. I thought be... it said applesauce. Say what? I thought it said applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Gary Shandling's show. <laughs> well, I haven't seen that for freaking years. Probably about the same time this was on. <laughs> uh, when did that air, do you know? That was about the same time, wasn't yeah, it? Because yeah. I remember it was on like after 89. The Simpsons, I think. Yeah. If yeah. I recall, yeah, or after, right. after Simpsons, oh, or after this is, this is the one after that, the Larry Sanders one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen the Larry Sanders shows, but I've heard nothing but positive it's things. Really good. And there's an applesauce joke. So <laughs> <laughs> take from that what you will. Enough. <laughs> Come in- for the Gary Shanling. Stay for the applesauce joke. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he begins to examine Sophia with a little light in her eyes, and she, you know, jumps out and says, "You know, get that out of my eyes." Uh, she shows immediate signs of. Uh, Temporary amnesia, saying, uh, who am I? Where am I? Right. But uh, totally remembers Stan and how much she dislikes him. Uh, she attempts to get up and leave, insisting that she's fine. But Dorothy kind of grabs her by the gown and pulls her back onto the bed. Uh, she again tells him that, you know, she's in tip-top shape. Uh, then Blanche and Rose come back in wearing the cat suits. And seeing this, Sophia yells, medic! Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> she was back in Korea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we change scenes now. Clinger shows up. Say what? Clinger shows up. <laughs> uh, back at home, we see Sophia chasing Blanche and Rose out of the kitchen, you know, swinging a broom at him. Uh, we learn that uh, they have been going to extremes to practice for their roles, like drinking milk off the floor, playing with yarn, and uh, Blanche has even been making moaning sounds in her room at night. Dorothy uh, looks over and comments, you've been practicing this for this part for a lifetime, haven't you, Blanche? Right. Uh, Dorothy uh, reminds her mother that you know she's supposed to be staying in bed and resting. Then the doorbell rings again, and Stan enters, wanting to check on Sophia since she's been discharged from the hospital. Uh, she points out uh, that uh, her stay was less than pleasant, and Rose and Blanche, you know, head to the kitchen. Uh, they do ask Dorothy to con- come uh, come with them to continue practicing, and have the idea to uh, find an old rug uh, to pretend sharpening their nail their claws on. Uh, Dorothy suggests uh, that they use the the rug on Stan's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, reasonable, reasonable jab. <laughs> Uh, Stan begins talking to Sophia in private and pitches the idea that they can, you know, make a lot of money, and she only has to lie on her back. Mm-hmm. Sophia says, "Yeah, he's about fifty years late on that one." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really good line for Sophia. <laughs> uh, he goes on and explains that uh, they she can fake a more severe injury and they can sue the ballpark. Right. Uh, she first says that she's appalled, but then asks, you know, "How much money are we talking here?" Uh, when he explains a few hundred thousand. She's very much ready to play ball. Right. And then just fall straight to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the girls hear a thud and rush back into the room uh, and then see Sophia down. They rush to her side. She says that she's paralyzed. I'll tell you what. At a woman of Sophia's age, that is a dangerous gambit right there to fall <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> yes. Because you may be trying to fake the amnesia, but you are definitely putting yourself at risk for Broken a hip or yeah, a leg exactly. or something. <laughs> You'll win the battle, but lose that war. Right. <laughs> Spinal injury of some yeah. other kind. Mm-hmm. Really becoming paralyzed. <laughs> um, then we change scenes again. Uh, oh, oh, one more thing. Sure. So they rush back in to help Sophia, but Stan is just standing there next to her, yeah. like not reacting at all. Right. Almost like <laughs> laughing. Mm-hmm. They don't question that at all at the time. Well, Stan's kind of an ass, so they probably wouldn't. Well, that and that, they're probably more worried about Sophia. Yeah, true. But uh, next scene, Sophia is laying on the couch with the girls insisting that she go back to the hospital or at least see a doctor. Uh, right on cue, Stan walks in uh, the room from the kitchen saying that an excellent neurologist is on his way. It's a friend of his. Right. Blanche asks, you know, how he ever met such a guy. Stan replies that they were both uh, judges at a wet t-shirt contest. Mm-hmm. Where most good neurologists are at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this news, Dorothy claim, again claims that, uh, you know, she's taking Sophia back to the hospital. Stan insists that they let him pay for the care, but Rose is shocked to hear he wants to pay for anything. Right. Yeah, Dorothy has a great line in there where she says, um, and this may be my favorite one of the episode, she says, you're the only man I know who owns a timeshare dog, which <laughs> <laughs> I thought was great. That was my next line, oh. so you got it. <laughs> Sophia claims that uh, she only wants to see Stan's doctor uh, friend because, you know, despite her trust, her distrust of him and uh, – disdain for Stan in the past um, she now loves him and gives him like even a kiss and stuff she tells him that when she was hit by the in the head she saw a bright light and uh, all these uh, lost loved ones including uh, she said the something brothers the Ritz brothers the Finn brothers Fritz, or the Fritz, Fritz, brother. Fritz brothers yeah, yeah. Fritz I had brothers. to look that one up I guess they're a comedy trio mm-hmm. back like in like the 30s or something yeah but and they're they're four brothers actually mm-hmm. the fourth brother was their manager mm-hmm. yeah I guess uh, probably their best uh, I don't know comparison would be like the Marx brothers but I mm-hmm. don't think they played it I think the Marx brothers all had very different personalities from what I read versus mm-hmm. the Fritz brothers were all you know similar ish gotcha so like Sven, Ben, and Ben. Yeah, basically. Couldn't tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently before entering the the light, a voice boomed and tell her that uh, she had to get into, before getting into heaven, she had to patch things up with Stan. Uh, the doorbell rings, and Stan uh, goes to let in a man named Dr. Jerry. Rose comments on how easy his name is to remember and spell, commenting that, you know, she's getting much better about spelling her uh, somewhat difficult last name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dr. Jerry asks uh, for complete silence and sits down next to Sophia. 
after a pause, he tells him, oh, never mind. I thought I heard a radio going next door and explains that he was trying to find uh, follow a baseball score. Right. And it is the Ritz brothers, not the Fritz. Ritz brothers. Yes, okay. Ritz brothers. Sorry. Uh, crackers. Yep. Putting on the Ritz. <laughs> I wonder if that's where it came from. No. <laughs> I, I doubt it. No. But <laughs> uh, when he finally gets on with his uh, examination, uh, he has Sophia simply open her mouth and say, ah, she does this, and he promptly pronounces her as paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, seeing through the char- charlatan scheme, Dorothy kicks him out. The girls all agree that the doctor was a sham, and Dorothy wants to bring Sophia back to the hospital. Uh, but Sophia declines. Her daughter sees this as a possible admission that she is just fine, uh, but she claims that she just wants to lie there and that a car ride would make her feel worse. Yeah, I, I liked in there where um, Blanche makes a comment to the effect of that she found the guy so distasteful that she wouldn't even want to have relations with him. And uh, then it goes on where Dorothy says, well, we definitely need a second opinion. <laughs> and Rose chimes in, I wouldn't go to bed with him either, Dorothy. So I thought that was pretty good. That was a good Rose line for sure. Yeah. Uh, St- Stan pipes in uh, that lying motionless is sometimes the best thing uh, someone can do. Dorothy comments back that uh, that claim didn't sound right during their honeymoon, nor in this case. Sophia gives Stan a kind of covert wink. Chain scene again. Sophia is now in the living room watching a baseball game with everyone else gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she hears a car door close out front, then she kind of hurries from her spot, which is right in front of the TV, uh, to get onto a wheelchair and place a brace on her neck. Dorothy then walks in from outside and asks how she's doing. Sophia claims that there's been no improvement. But as Dorothy is passing her, she mentions that she has her knee brace on her neck. And then walks into the kitchen. All right. Uh, she tells Rose and Blanche in there that uh, she is confident that her mother is faking her injury. Rose tells her that, you know, she's just in denial after, you know, the sad of the injury, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then there's a comical wordplay about the word denial. They kind of go back and forth saying, right. you're just denying that you're denying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was a, a, I don't know, a funny little back and forth with the denying about denying and denial. Uh, Blanche agrees that she's uh, likely faking, but asks her to consider if she is being honest and how much it would hurt if she's not being trusted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche starts the story, but uh, Rose also tries to start the story, kind of interrupts her. They then defer to Dorothy as to which of them may speak, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Dorothy says, that, well, this is a no-win situation, but ultimately picks Blanche says, you go ahead. In a huff, Rose says, well, well you may never hear my story. And then Dorothy corrects herself and says, I guess there is a win here. <laughs> uh, Blanche talks about an affair she had had with a Frenchman named Jean-Pierre uh, and a, that he wore a beret. Right. Now, when she says affair, I don't know if she means just like they dated for a while or if she actually had an affair. Yeah, well, whenever I hear the word affair, it sounds illicit, you know, as yeah. if you're having it like with someone who's already in a relationship or you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in current um, context, it usually means you're cheating on a spouse yeah. or or at least a girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. It's one of those words like rendezvous. Yeah. Like, oh, well, they're up to no good. Yeah, it's like you don't typically rendezvous unless with a lover, unless uh, <laughs> it's, it's on the down low. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Exactly. You don't rendezvous with your favorite aunt. Right. <laughs> you, you uh, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on how much you like that aunt, I guess. <laughs> but uh, apparently he wore a beret. Roe interjects that you know she wasn't allowed to uh, wear a beret back in school. Because uh, of dress code, I guess. Mm-hmm. But she was allowed to wear a pointed hat sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she says it was more cone-shaped. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a dunce hat. But it is odd that their school uh, dress code specifically outlawed berets. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the... Maybe it was all hats. Yeah, it could know. be, other than the dunce caps. <laughs> I think the Lutherans are a plain people. Oh, are they? Yeah. <laughs> not uh, from the mountains? Not from the no, prairie? No, it's like... It's just like <laughs> <laughs> not Amish at all, but just like no flashy jewelry. Oh, okay, and stuff I like see. That. Hats would be too uh, extravagant. Uh, at least berets, perhaps. Yeah, at least berets. The dunce cap was more of a shame thing, so mm-hmm. it was maybe allowed. a bonnet would be okay. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche continued that John Pierre never uh, trusted her to be faithful and would always spy on her. Ultimately, she broke things off with him because of this, uh, but then admits that uh, to the girls that she had been secretly seeing his roommate. Meeting up with him at the simulation car in a driver's ed department. Mm-hmm. Despite the story, though, Dorothy is still convinced that her mother is putting on a show. <clears throat> excuse me, putting on a show and faking her injury. I'm sorry, real quick. So, I don't know. 
I guess I was supporting of him now wearing the beret. Okay. <laughs> just because I guess I never put together that he was French. Oh, okay. <laughs> so before he just thought it was an odd choice that he was making. Exactly. I thought he was like the St. Olaf hipster. <laughs> but now that I know he's French, like I finally put two and two together. It's like, oh, he should be allowed to wear his beret. It reminds him of his homeland. Jean-Pierre. Well, he was allowed to wear his beret because he was in the South or whatever where berets were fine. He wasn't in St. Olaf where berets were not allowed to be worn. So... Do you think that St. Olaf would have made an exception for someone who was a foreign exchange student? Yeah, absolutely. It is my heritage. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, She walks into, uh, oh, sorry, she's saying she's putting on a show still. Mm -hmm. Uh, She then walks into the living room and kind of pathetically fakes a heart attack, uh, falling on the couch. The doorbell rings and Sophia simply asks her to go ahead and get the door, Mm -hmm. uh, seeing right through her little show there. (laughs) I would say that B. Arthur is a really great actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, Dorothy Zbornak is a terrible actress. <laughs> because she would not have gotten a part in Cats if that's what her <laughs> acting amounts to. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it, Cats the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of B. Arthur, so do you think B. Arthur gave a little pep talk to the actor who played Ham? <laughs> say, there's nothing wrong with the making fun of your appearance. You'll make a good living. <laughs> Well, in fairness, they make some fun of everyone's appearance. Yeah. She just gets a far harsher, yeah. <laughs> harsher dollop of it. More than her fair share. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't know. I, I would like to think that. Um, I would like to think that anytime someone like Ham is on the show, that B. Arthur sees uh, does a little sigh of relief because she knows she won't be the primary butt <laughs> of jokes. So she's not trying to warn anybody. Well, well, so, 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 so yeah, like John Franken, I see you. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy's go-to joke is that she's ugly. Right. Or she's not. She's kind of homely. Mm-hmm. You know, Blanche is obviously the slut. I don't even. And know Rose is the dummy. Is the right word? I would just say mannish. You know, like she's not unattractive. She's just the kind of attractive that you have to be that particular person's type, mm, okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's accurate. I mean, she was actually really attractive in her younger days, mm-hmm. um, weren't we all? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Clint Howard was it? <laughs> yeah, he'd have a bone to pick with you right now. <laughs> he would. But uh, I, I would say we were almost all more attractive in our younger days than we are currently. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that doesn't. More attractive than now does not equal attractive at the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I would say that's she, she does have a certain stateliness to mm-hmm. her that wouldn't yeah. appeal to everybody. Yeah. Uh, Stan enters and argues with uh, uh, Dorothy for a moment before uh, before she kind of gets tired of him and exits. Right. He then tells Sophia that the insurance company wants a second opinion by a physician they trust. For some reason, Dr. Jerry wasn't enough. Yeah, it was something about his criminal background. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Sophia puts his mind at uh, ease, explaining that at her age, she can fail any physical examination (laughs) and then list many of her ailments. Yeah, yeah, that was a good line. Uh, We changed scene again. Uh, Now we're back at the hospital. She's like, I can fail any test except a pregnancy (laughs) test. (laughs) So do you think Depends on what you mean by failure. So, so would you say that, that Sophia, at the ripe old age of 80, is just dropping babies left and right? <laughs> She's on a first-name basis at the abortion clinic? Or if what? you failed the pregnancy test, then you're not pregnant. Oh, okay. See, I, I well, would look at she said I could fail any test except for a, a pregnancy test so if she failed it then that means she's not pregnant so that means she passes it every time so that means she's pregnant every time <laughs> unless in your mind being yeah. pregnant is the failure <laughs> you're right <laughs> i didn't have long to think of that joke yeah, yeah. I, i'd say that your premise was good yeah. it's just your execution was exactly. a little lacking so so, yeah, they're at the hospital. Uh, Dorothy wheels her mother into what looks like a waiting room and then goes, uh, I guess, to sign her in. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, like, they get to the hospital, like, once every three episodes? It seems there like for it. S- it seems like they've been there a lot <laughs> well, in the last two se- seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, they're, they're three women of a certain age and one elderly woman. So yeah. I'd say that. And Stanley, because yeah, you got to take him to the hospital. That's true. So, yeah, I would say, I don't know, if I... Or therapist, something like. Oh yeah, if that counts, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, a doctor of some sort. Um, yeah, they're they're at quite frequently. It was Doctor Cooper, wasn't it? 
I don't I don't know if uh, I don't know if he was a full on doctor or not. Or professor. He was, he was he just professor. I mean, he was teaching night classes at a community college or whatever. So yeah. you know, I don't know if he was tenured or not. Okay. <laughs> and we won't count that in our okay. doctor list. Maybe he was just uh, t- teaching that class to oh. scope out the chicks. The dean was probably a doctor. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Counts. He was a young doctor too. He was. <laughs> Uh, but as she's uh, sitting there and uh, Dorothy's going to check her in, another woman in a wheelchair approaches Sophia, admiring that she has a le- an electric wheelchair, mm-hmm. stating that you know she can't wheel herself around like she once could. Right. She's still a pretty young-looking lady, though. Yeah, not only that, but you'd think that you'd get better wheeling yourself around as you <laughs> up until a certain point. Cause mm-hmm. She certainly wasn't at that age where you'd be like starting to decline mm-hmm. in your physical strength. I yeah. wouldn't think so. Uh, Sophia says that, you know, if all things work out, uh, she can have hers in a few weeks. Right. Which depends on how she got it. If it was like a loaner from the insurance or something, you Mm. can't just give that away, I don't think, right? Right. I wouldn't think so. And I wouldn't think Stan would have put that much money out of pocket, especially when he didn't even have enough to run his business. (laughs) Right. Um, So. Uh, But the lady tells Sophia that she wishes she could uh, share her positive attitude because, you know, she said, you know, things could go well. well. Uh, But uh, she'll never walk again. That was one of my, I, that. I think that was one of the greatest deliveries of a line <laughs> that I remember on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, the line itself wasn't so good that I could make it my favorite of the episode, but the delivery was perfect. Where mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, you know, like I can't remember what Sophia says specifically, but it's like, oh, you know, keep your chin up, everything might turn out okay." And she says, "Unfortunately, they do know I'll never walk again." Mm-hmm. And then she like starts to roll <laughs> back, <laughs> like out of the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the woman rolls back to her spot, and Sophia turns to Stan and asks, you know, how they can take advantage of this situation when other people are truly suffering. Mm-hmm. So she's on board with it. Okay, Sophia was happy with the plan and everything. Right. Okay. And then this lady um, is like, yeah, I ain't going to walk again. Right. And that's what crushes Sophia's spirit, like her indomitable spirit gets crushed by this other elderly lady not being able to walk again she's not even really that elderly well yeah she's i mean she's a younger, younger woman and i mean i guess it's uh, the the little boy that does the final spirit crushing because you know then little timmy walk comes in on his crutches and he's like oh no lady you should go first i'll wait my turn in line mm-hmm. so. you need to see a doctor as much as i do <laughs> right exactly. which is true <laughs> i guess my point you know fine for that one or for the other lady or whatever okay mm-hmm. She works in a hospital in the waiting room. She sees this bad of stuff every day that she goes to work. Yeah, Plus, she has to live a little boy with AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) And all that's fine. Her spirit will triumph. Well, and at the end of the day, um, it's defrauding the insurance and or the baseball park. It's not defrauding the hospital or, or any these of the people. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. like none of these. Sick it's not people. a zero sum game. Yeah, for <laughs> I mean, if she took the money from the insurance, it's not going to be like, well, sorry, because we lost. Not enough this to case. go around, folks. <laughs> right, like yeah. that everybody dips out of the You're, same pot. Yeah. So now the wheelchair Com- lady communal. can't get her, mm-hmm. you know, electric one. Um, but yeah, th- it, it is very specious reasoning as to why yeah. she changes her mind on the fraud. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, she she says, you know, we can't do this when other people are actually in in pain. But he tells her to concentrate on the money and block out everything else. And then he says, especially him, uh, pointing to a boy who's just walking in with a leg brace and crutches. Mm-hmm. And he immediately turns and talks to Sophia, introducing himself as Timmy. I immediately thought of Tiny Tim. Mm. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't until you mentioned it a second ago. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, Stan tells him to mind his own business and kind of <laughs> shoes him away, though. Uh, Dorothy approaches her mom and asks if uh, she'd mind if Timmy goes first. Because uh, the nurse had asked that, I guess. She says, you know, that's fine. But the little boy, of course, insists that, you know, he can wait. And this act of kindness, Sophia rips off her neck brace, neck, rips off her neck brace, stands and tells her daughter that, you know, she faked it all. Stan feigns shock, saying, I had no idea. <laughs> but Dorothy calls him out, saying that, you know, she used to think he was scum, but she's just downgraded her opinion of him. Right. Uh, Sophia, you know, then apologizes to the group for the facade, and everyone in the room agrees to forgive her. Then they promptly stand up and remove all their braces and crutches, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy had apparently employed several actors from the community theater to trick Sophia into telling the truth. And of side note, they will be, you know, all playing in Cats the following month. Right. 
Timmy was even in a Burger City commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think then Sophia tells him that his commercial was terrible. Yes. Um, as she storms out. <laughs> yeah, but that's because she's hardcore Captain Jacks. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Brand loyalty. Exactly. <laughs> Cattleman's Ranch. What was the what was the Western Burger place? Let's see. There was. Um, I don't remember the name of them. Yeah, but darn. those are the two fast food. That places. wasn't that far back. Restauranty places that she yeah. worked. Right. Did I Cal Palace or no Cal Palace or I don't think so. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out maybe between now and next episode. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's why she doesn't like the OK Burger, (laughs) right? Uh, We're back at home now, and Dorothy is uh, pleading with her mother to forgive her uh, for her ruse, which I don't quite. I don't know that she needs to be forgiven in this case. (laughs) Uh, Likening it to The Exorcist, she says, "I was battling Stand for Your Soul." Uh, Rose walks in wearing her cat suit again and tells them she's headed to rehearsal. Uh, she's just going to walk. Dorothy, of course, is worried that uh, people will see her in the outfit and think she's crazy. Sophia you know, says, though, it's really only confirming that. Right. <laughs> they already think that. Seconds later, we hear, yo- uh, we hear Rose yelling for help. Uh, Dorothy opens the door, and ru- Rose runs right through the living room and into the kitchen. Then a dog... Dreyfus, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, what's his name's dog, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, comes in chasing behind her. Sophia comments that Rose is in real trouble as it previously took two men to pry him off one of the uh, plastic, someone's plastic flamingos. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we close. Yeah, and that one, another episode with a, a whole slew of, um, of guest actors Ex- in it. Extries. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, there was, uh, of course, Herb Edelman, Stan, uh, his 10th of his 25 appearances. I don't think any of his appearances were ever consecutive. Were they not? I don't think so. It's been like a two-parter, though. Um, but I don't know. Oh. We'll see. So far, I, these 10, I believe, yes, have all been uh, mm-hmm. individual. Yeah. No, no consecutive episodes. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Sorry to, mean to no. interrupt more, but um, do they list appearances when it's like a clip show? No, they don't. Okay. Um, so that that I don't think counts. So I'm sure that if you included the clip shows, he would be even in more. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't they don't count it. I don't think if it's a. Well, I don't know if there was like a two parter clip show or something. If he would have been back to back. No, they, they they don't list it at all for that. They just list the characters that are in the new parts of those episodes. Gotcha. So then we also had um, Ben Rawlsley played Doctor Jerry. Twenty seven titles to his name. This is his only Golden Girls. Uh, William Dennis uh, played Dr. Cawley. Ten titles to his name. Again, his only Golden Girls. He is in one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, Helen Duffy is the woman in chair. Uh, 27 titles to her name. Again, only Golden Girls. But she did walk again. Yes, I believe so. (laughs) Uh, Those doctors didn't know what they were talking about after all. (laughs) Uh, uh, Matthew Brooks, he played Little Timmy. 16 titles to his uh, name. This is only Golden Girls, but he is in two episodes of uh, Empty Nest. So, uh, and then we had. Do you know if he's as Timmy there? What's that? I, I don't know. I didn't. I don't believe so. I think he's two different characters actually, even in those two episodes that he's in. Um, he was in seventeen episodes of a show called Shaky Ground, which I've never heard of. Um, then we had a uh, uh, Lon Haler was the uh, Boy Scout. Twenty-one titles to his name. This is his only Golden Girls. Todd Morris was the announcer. Um, he has 70 titles, but only one acting title, and that's this one, hmm. which, you know, he wasn't on the screen. I think it was just his voice in the background. Oh, at the ball game, maybe? Yeah, or, or on the TV, I think, oh, when she was watching. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. And then, of course, uh, Bear the Dog was Dreyfus for his second consecutive episode. Mm-hmm. Again, he's in five episodes total of the Golden Girls mm-hmm. um, and uh, starts off strong with two episodes in a row. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. He's probably the first guest star to appear back-to-back. He may be, yeah. Because... The only other recurring ones, Stan, and we don't think he's been in two episodes. Right, yeah, I agree. So, uh, so, so, so do you think for Bear's two episodes, he made more than Alf in his one episode? Probably so, yeah. yeah. His, at least his handlers did. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. Ski, how many slices of cheesecake did this one earn for you? I give it five. Five? I thought uh, it was a funny episode, but I didn't quite like the fact that Sophia was quite so willing to defraud. Yeah. <laughs> With Stan, of all people. Well, I was leaning myself towards a four. I bumped it up to a five just because I think that those cats outfits are maybe two of their most iconic, um, what do you like, uh, wardrobe uh, mm-hmm. things on the show. I mean, I feel like I've seen them in tons of different memes mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah. just for that, uh, you know, fantastic uh, costume work. 
bump it up one yeah, to five. Blanche's cat outfit um, has like a, a cape or something on the back. Something mm-hmm. like that, but yeah. And I feel like five for a stand episode is quite generous. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. um, how about you, Brent? What did it get for you? Uh, just four. four. Like everything I liked about it was just the fact that they were on a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> so fair enough. And uh, oh shoot, we skipped over. Who is your uh, MVP for this episode? Um, I guess I will go with. That character. That one? Mm-hmm. He was good or she was good. Yeah, I'm going with the fat guy in the bleachers. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was the most relatable for me. Did you always like take your shirt off when you get to the game? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I like, you know, Dorothy's, you know, what took you? I'm like, <laughs> so, but you're still sticking with the fat guy in the bleachers as yeah, your MVP? Absolutely. Uh, and how about you, Ski? <laughs> in my mind, I call him Cooley. <laughs> Well, you're not it's in the middle throwback. of Tennessee or Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I picked Dorothy. I said despite her uh, doubts and her mom, uh, she was still willing to take care of her. And then she ultimately bring her back to decency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went with Rose in this one. I, guess, I thought Rose had some good good lines in it. Mm-hmm. And overall, it was just an unspectacular episode. Um, like I said, honestly, I I oh, feel like the your, episode. You said you gave it a four, right? Well, I, I, I bumped it up to a five just because I really like oh, those gave, costumes. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, you know, a very average episode. Uh, Stan usually brings an episode down anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not bad for a Stan episode, per se. Yeah. Uh, he's as scuzzy so as always. He's on a curve. <laughs> I mean, not exactly. I'm just saying that compared to other Stan episodes, it's it's mm-hmm. not worse than most of what he's done. <laughs> so. He does always seem to have some kind of scheme or scam. Yeah, or... I mean, he's certainly a scuzzy guy, but uh, overall, it worth up, an episode worth watching. There wasn't anything, you know, that, uh, you know, we certainly had a few episodes where there's content in it that is uh, iffy. This one didn't have anything of that nature, yeah. I wouldn't say. I don't know, with that, an average episode, but looking forward to uh, getting together again next week to do another one. So until then, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.